Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And, uh, they say it ain't easy. Game Green. Gang Green. The New York Jets. Have their man. The Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. We talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. <gasps> We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! Keep your foot on the pedal! Base, 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 base! There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rut! Own this rut! The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. My name's Steve Fowler. I'm joined, as always, by the number one Jets fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris. Mike, what's up, man? What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? What's up, everybody? <laughs> sorry about that. Recording from my phone for the third pod in a row, everybody, so sorry about that, but hey, we got to do what we got to do. I saw my stuff coming in the giant pod my across the United States. It arrives today. All of my belongings, which I mistakenly packed my camera in. So, um, it's what it is. But Jet fans, last week, Jets had a bye week. Things did kind of fall in a good way for the Jets. Mike, looking at the, the Dolphins are 5-2 and two right now. I know the Bills went ahead and pulled out the game against the Giants. They're 5-3. and three. We're hoping that the Buccaneers will be able to get that win last night, like you said. They weren't, but 5-3 and three for the Bills. Jets 3-3. Three and three. Um, so much going on in the AFC East, but one thing that's exciting is that kind of the way the bye week played out. I know the Bills won last uh, yesterday, Mike. Kind of the way the bye week played out um, was pretty good for us with the other teams in the AFC also. If you look around the AFC right now, Jets sitting right in 3-3, three and three, right in the mix. Right in the mix, Mike, with 11 games left. A lot of winnable games left. One of those games might coming up this week, Mike, hopefully for T-Men. We're going to get into that in a moment. Before we do that, I want to ask you about two players, Mike, on the Jets. Probably the guys that most Jet fans are talking about right now. Dalvin Cook, Carl Lawson, really the only news coming out this week was that the two of them, Mike, both not necessarily requested a trade, but both said that they're not happy with their playing time. Um, we can take it one situation at a time, Mike. I think the Dalvin Cook situation is a little bit different than Carl Lawson's situation. But still, that said, neither of them happy with the playing time, Mike. Jets are 3-3. Three and three. Things are looking good. Not necessarily the time. We're looking for anybody to rock the boat, right? Just, right. Just, but... I understand those guys' acumen, their careers, where they think they should be. I understand it. Mike, what are your thoughts when it comes to Dalvin and when it comes to Carl Lawson? Both of them seem to be unhappy with their playing time and maybe looking to move on to somewhere else. Yeah, like Coach Salas said, if they weren't great players, then they wouldn't be, you know, feeling the way they're feeling. They're great players. They want to be on the field. They want to be playing. Dalvin Cook expected to get more burn. He isn't because Brees Hall ascended much quicker than we thought he would. But we, you know, you heard what Coach said that uh, Cook just got his legs under him. He started getting his legs under him. But you know, he really wanted to. He came here to take um, get the ball handed off to him by Aaron Rodgers. So his everything he wanted went away in that first game. So it is what it is. Um, you know, they may want to trade him, but he's you know he really wants to play, and I don't think he's going to be a problem in the in the locker room. So I think for the right price, hey. You want to move him? I'm a fan of Izzy, Izzy Abanacanda. I would really like to get him up here and get some burn. But um, as of right now, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Lawson, on the other hand, uh, I think you and I talked earlier. 
Um, he's just being outplayed, dude. I mean, I'm just saying, like JJ, Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff, undrafted beast cats, man, right? Like one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League right now. Um, you know, Michael Clemens, who was on the bench, like they have so much talent, and I feel like Lawson's just like I want to be used. So I think yeah, the two of them, Keith. Pass rushers are more uh, attractive, I think, by the trading deadline. And I think we will see Lawson move before we see Cook. Um, I don't know when that will be. But they should get something pretty good back, like a Hunter Renfro swap or some draft capital or something in that nature. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Renfro, that's not a bad idea, or at least a trade to a team like the Raiders. Like, I know Chandler Jones, I... I, I just lost his mind, Mike. I don't know what happened to Chandler Jones. He's just out of his mind. He's not playing for the Raiders. He's getting arrested every other weekend. So um, I know they use a pass rusher. And like you said, I do – I agree with you, Mike. I think if one of the two is going to get dealt, even though he's not being used a lot, I think if one of the two is going to get dealt, it would be Lawson. Uh, I think the way that a running back position is looked at now, Mike, is different than it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Defensive end, though, is as prominent and as important as ever. Um, and a guy like Lawson, when you look at his pressure rate, he's not playing a lot with us right now. He's only played four games this year. I know we didn't dress for two of them. Um, but I'm, I think he could help another team out big time. I'm sure he could help the Jets out too. The problem is Jermaine Johnson's playing awesome, right? It might be. Great. I know he only got two sacks, but it seems like every game he's doing something big, right? Yeah. Um, and Bryce Huff, like you mentioned, like two and a half sacks for Huff. JFM, I think, has a sack. Um, who else? I mean, Quint, I mean Quint, uh, in the middle of the line, Jefferson has the most sacks for us, three sacks for him. And Quinn hasn't gotten going. Quinn, Quincy has a couple sacks for us, too. So the combination of our attack now, I think the Jets only have 13 or 14 sacks the whole year. Not a lot of sacks, but a ton of pressure. I'm like, Rex, Rex Ryan said this all the time. Uh, he, he swore by this, which was that, you know, sacks are great, of course. But that pressure rate, when you have that up, that's how you create, you know, a disturbance in that offense. It's how you get Tom Brady off his rhythm, et cetera, et cetera. So ton of pressure for all those guys. And you're not, you didn't see the same production from Lofton in the preseason. You were like, okay, he's doing okay. You just kind of took it for granted that he'd be out there a lot, Mike. It might be the starter. And that's not the case. The Jets are playing the guys that are the best players, you know. So Lofton's situation to me is a little different than Cook. I think if we're going to be fair, everybody, look, I know Cook didn't look good for the first month. But he practiced only two times before the build game. So that's a guy who didn't, and Salah said it. And the stats, he only has nine carries in the last two games, Mike. It's not a big sample size. But the stats do kind of bear out that those first four games, he did seem like he was just kind of getting his sea legs under him. A little hesitant hitting the hole, Mike. The last couple games, he has 30. Uh, the last couple games, nine carries, 46 yards, right around four yards a carry again for Cook. Kind of the, the second fiddle to, to yep. fall off now. So, But I do think he's shown you the last two games. If you watch Jet fans, if you watched him with the ball the last two games, he looks completely different mm -hmm. than he did. I'm not saying he looks great. I'm not, he's not as good as Hall. His problem is Dalvin knows I feel good now. Right? Use me now. Get me in there. I know he got 13 carries week one versus the Bills. He had no business getting 13 carries in, right? But now he's like, well, now I can now I think I can get something going. But the problem is in his way is Brees Hall. And Brees Hall, Mike, he's, he's he's up there in the top 10 in rushing, and he's like 25th in carries, though. Because we we took it easy with him. But now yep. we're like, screw it. That's the offense now. The offense is going through Brees Hall. We yep. know that. So that's the problem Dalvin has now. And I'm not saying there's not a little chunk for him there, but I look at it like the situations are a little different. I think Dalvin Cook, the Jets could still use him, and, he, and he's getting to a point now where you start the last few games. He maybe could still be valuable, and maybe they will start using him more. I know when you 
that you're going to call your agent Mike and you make a huff sometimes. All of a sudden, the next game, miraculously, he'll have 10 carries. That could happen too, Mike. Um, I think Hall Cook could still give us something. I do think out of the two of them, the higher chances that Lawson gets moved, but I hope they both stay, right? Mike, I hope they're both here the rest of the season because God forbid there's an injury. If Hall goes down, it'd be, it'd be great to have, uh, have a Dalvin Cook to slide in who feels healthy now. And Izzy, too. I mean, there's no there's no reason not to give Izzy a shot. I mean, if Dalvin Cook's only going to get four or five carries a game um, and you're not using him at all, it seems like you don't think he's part of the offense. You might as well give someone else a shot and move Dalvin Cook. All those mm. things are in play right now. They're all in play, Mike. Um, I just think it's an interesting time for people. I guess it's right before the trade deadline. Maybe it's not interesting. Maybe this is the time you should be kind of making a big deal about these things, Mike. But not too many trades in the NFL normally happen. But if it's going to happen, I think Lawson can get moved, Mike. I think Cook. I think you might see the Jets bringing an offensive tackle here or some type of offensive lineman, Mike, um, or other trade deadline. That could happen as well. But all that aside, all right, we're in the news. We had Cook this week. We had Lawson. Not really a lot to talk about. We had the bye week. All the stories got out of the Jet fan system and the Jet media last week. So it wasn't a lot to talk about, but we got the Giants coming up. So as you get towards the weekend, you feel it. You feel it, Mike. The New York Jets, New York Giants. It's a rivalry, just a geographic rivalry. We're not the same division or anything like that. But we all know how these Giants fans are, Mike. You know, some of our friends especially, riding high, feeling great about their squad. They've won four Super Bowls in their lives. Our friends, we've won zero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But this year, this squad with the G-Men, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get into this game in a second, Mike. I know Tyrod Taylor is going to play. I almost think in a way that could help the Giants, Mike. He's much more – Daniel Jones will beat him with his legs a lot more than Tyrod Taylor. I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor is the greatest quarterback of all time, Mike. But Tyrod Taylor's QB rating in his career is about 88. Yep. That's not that bad, Mike. So, I know Sauce is going to be in there. I know Reed's going to be in there. What are your first thoughts when it comes to this game versus the Giants, Mike? Halloween weekend coming up. G-Men, Jets, at MetLife Stadium. What are you feeling? My first thought is the offensive line. They have the worst offensive line in the NFL. And we have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. When I see that, I smile. I smile. I mean, it's set up just perfectly. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be cocky. I'm not going to be cocky. But I am going to say, like, it's not going to be a good look for uh, Ty Tyra is going to be on the run. Like, now, like you said, pretty decent quarterback has some legs we got to watch him okay but that offensive line is literally did you hear about justin Pugh? like he literally got off the couch yeah. like crazy keith like that offense woo! um i look at that team and you could look at kayvon thibodeau situational pass rusher um yeah, yeah. you gotta look out for him uh leonard and Dexter Lawrence, okay? So that defensive yeah. line is formidable, okay? Our, yeah. our offensive line is gonna have to protect Zach, and you know Wink Markendale is gonna be blitzing like a, an assassin. He's gonna be sending cats. But but if you look at the PFF grade against Zach, uh, against the blitz, he's actually been pretty decent this season. So um, we'll see. You know, their secondary is a little bit banged up. I'm not really that impressed with their linebackers. Um, yeah. So, you know, from a defensive perspective, their D-line's good. Their secondary is kind of so-so. We should be able to take advantage. But defensively against their offense, I mean, unless Darren Waller, who for the very first time did something last week, I don't I don't see the way. I mean, they're averaging, what, five points a game or something like that? And Sauce and Reader back? Like, I just don't see it. I mean – maybe who knows like they almost beat the bills right yeah. they, they 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 were uh aggressive against um 
uh, who they beat they beat Washington. Washington isn't very good either. Um, so, but to your to ask you asked me, what do I think of that offensive line and our defensive line? It's the first thing that goes in my head. Yeah, the Giants are averaging 12 points a game this year, which is last in the NFL. Jets coming at 18.8, which is right around 22nd. Interesting to me, Mike, when I looked at the two teams, like we know the Jets with Zach had three games there. Even the Philly game, it's not like they produced a lot of yardage. They really didn't. So even that game was not great uh, yardage-wise. The Pats game wasn't great yardage-wise. Um, but when you look at the offenses, Mike, I looked it up. Jets are ranked 30th. Giants are ranked 29th. Uh, against the pass, the Jets are uh, offensively, I should say. Jets are, yeah, right 30, Giants 29. Passing the ball, Jets are last in the NFL. We're okay. averaging 82 a game. Uh, the Giants are 21st, so they've maybe they moved the ball a little bit better than us. Rushing the ball, Jets are 12th. So this is kind of where our strength is obviously. Giants are 21st, and points were 22nd. Giants are, are sitting there at last in the league. When you look at the defenses, they're also pretty comparable. The Giants' defense, Mike, when you look at points um, right now, they're not, they're do, actually doing pretty good. They're only giving up 19.8 points a game. Jets are about 24, which is not great. But yards, Giants 22nd, the Jets are 23rd. Give them the same amount of yards a game. Rushing, Giants 26, Jets are 27. And then passing, the Giants are 14, Jets are 15. So when it comes to defensive statistics, at least, their defense is probably better than thought it was going to be. Um, I thought Giants defense would be pretty good this year, but their defense is playing pretty well, Mike. It's kind of keep, even though the Giants don't have a great record right now, um, it's kind of keeping them in games. They play pretty good versus the Bills. I think it will be a tough game for Zach, even though I do think we're going to win the game, and I think we have a better team than the Giants. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be way more more efficient. Mike, I looked up Tyrod Taylor's stats, and it was in his career. Right, this year he has a 94 QB rating. In his career, he has an 88 QB rating, which is pretty good. He's only thrown, he's been around forever. Mike, he's only thrown 26 interceptions in his whole career. Which is, if you think how long he's been around, and he's been a backup, started for three years, he starts five games here, three games there. Um, 62 touchdowns, 26 picks. But he only has 130 yards average passing a game. So he's not a guy that's going to throw the ball down the field. He's going to dink and dunk you. He's a super efficient game manager. So I don't think Tyrod Taylor will necessarily be the reason the Giants lose. I just don't think they're going to be able to move the ball on the Jets. I don't think, I don't think like, for instance, Hurts and even even Mahomes and, and, and Russell Wilson, too. They all turn the ball over versus a lot. We're turning the ball over these guys. I don't know if that's going to happen versus the Giants. I just don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball. I mean, Barkley's, Barkley's still doing okay this year. But he's only played the four games, Mike. Um, Waller, like you said, popped his head up. It was decent last week. He's a weapon. Hyatt could be a weapon. But I don't know. I know when I look at the team, I was surprised the defenses matched up so so closely. But I think it's a little different with the Jets scenario and our context, putting Zach in some of the games we had. Our, our, our stats are a little skewed to me. Where we're ranked defensively, Mike, we're much better than the 24th best defense, you know, or yeah. where we are garbage-wise. So um, it's a little misleading. I think our defense is pretty solid. We look at the G-men and their weapons, Mike, like you said, you cover them all offensively. On defense, Thibodeau's pretty good. Um, five and a half sacks this year. Dexter Lawrence, we know, is an absolute beast in the middle. So if we can establish the run, it could be a long day. But I do look at the two teams. Like, without Aaron Rodgers, the teams are probably much more closely comparable than I thought they'd be at this game. Coming yeah. in with Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, I thought we'd be coming in with Aaron Rodgers and we'd be thinking, oh, we're going to smash the Giants. And I still think we're going to win. But I think it's going to be a tough game, a close game. I think the teams are much more comparable, Mike, than people probably think. And I don't think with Taylor, they're going to blow the game. Like, like for instance, Mike, if Daniel Jones is playing, now he could beat you with his legs, but if you're playing against him, even though last year he was, he was kind of efficient, you just feel like he'll make a, a, a dumb play. He'll fumble the ball. He'll get sacked from behind the ball of Lanier. And against us, like, I'd be excited about that. I don't know if that's going to happen with Tyrod, Mike. Yeah, let me say this. 
you know, I gave a lot of kudos to Robert Sala on being able to keep this team together um, throughout the hardest part of the schedule and having them all believe in one another. Tremendous coaching job by him and the, and everybody in that room. In his era, in his tenure, the Jets are 0-2 coming after the bye. They always start flat, okay? This is a team that we should beat. We shouldn't just beat. We should whoop them. If we're, we're as good as we think we are, we should whoop them, okay? Like a commanding defeat. So I'm I'm. this is a measuring stick for me because it's going to tell me, one, did you get your team prepared? Two, did you play down to the competition? And three, are you able to start fast and keep the pedal to the metal? We can't come out flat, you know? I understand that the defense is literally the best defense in the NFL in the second half of games. We're not letting anyone score, and that's tremendous. But let's start off the game like that. Let's start off the game with Zach opening it up and moving that ball down the field. I saw a recent interview with Zach, and he said during that Kansas City game that things just started to click for him where he had more confidence in the schemes that he was being able to recognize different defenses, being able to trust his players, that they were trusting him more, and that he feels that he's getting more comfortable. And that's fantastic. So I want them to trust him more. And if he throws a pick, I don't care, man. Yo, you know what? I'd rather two touchdowns and two interceptions than no touchdowns and no yeah. interceptions. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Honestly, I, I, I rather just go, be aggressive, do what you do. You know what I mean? Again, we don't know what his ceiling is going to be, but I think that, you know, he he can get to the place where we can make the playoffs. And really that's all we're asking for, just keep the ship right. So, yeah. That that's what I think, you know, my where my head is with this game. Yeah, you know what's funny Mike is before we did the Chiefs game, we did the pod, we had come off that Pats game, you know, and Zach had beat the Bills and he has the two bad games in a row. And you know, play the Cowboys, play the Pats. We're not excited. We're saying, look, this kid's playing for his job. And I said on that pod, and you and I discussed, look, we don't think Zach's going to go have some great game versus the Chiefs. And we were wrong. He did. But I was like, I don't think he's going to have some great game versus the Chiefs. But I hope we can pull this clip out and say, this was the pre-Chiefs game, Zach. And this is the post-Chiefs game, Zach. We said that before that game. We hoped and we prayed right. there'd be a guy we remember before that game. Yeah. And then a dude we saw after that game. Yeah. You know, and it was wishful thinking. And the Jet, Jet fans, look, we're not known for wishful thinking. We're, we keep it real. We but I was like, real. look, if I'm going to try to find, because Mike, you were being you were being probably more positive than I was. And I'm like, Mike, if you're right, that he's going to, something's going to change. Because if it doesn't, he's gone. It's gone. And look, I know Birth the Eagles' QB rating's not great, but we won the game. The game, same thing versus the Broncos. We won the game versus the Chiefs. A great team, probably the best team. Like one of the better defenses. Look at that Chiefs defense getting after people every week, and he played really good. So that's all you can hope for as a Jet fan, man. Like so I, the, the ratings, I bring it up too sometimes. The quarterback ratings and stats, and they all matter. Zach only has four touchdowns all year. We're not going to win if he keeps doing that. If we keep having games with our quarterback not throwing touchdowns, we're not going to win. I get it, but we're not losing. And finally, we're trending in the right direction. We're back to that kind of that feeling and that vibe, Mike, we had. Last year, week seven, week uh, week six, week seven, we beat Green Bay. We're running the ball. Zach's not amazing, but he's not blowing it. And one of the other things to mention, Mike, what you said about the blitz and his numbers improving, is this year as opposed to last year, what I see him identifying, and Jeff fans, you all see it too, is him identifying way faster when he drops back. Okay, I'm taking this ball and I'm running the ball. 
Yeah. If it's for three yards or four yards, Mike, whatever the case may be, or getting himself out of those danger scenarios, he seems to be, even if it's sometimes at the expense of missing a guy who's open and not waiting, but he's getting out of the danger zone. Where last year he held onto the ball in the pocket forever, it seemed like. And his rookie year was the same thing. It seems like this year, his decision-making, even if he's going to run it, is faster. All right, and that that's one thing I've seen. You know, that in the preseason was hard to gauge. Um, maybe the, the first two or three games were like, the last three games you've seen it. He's scrambling, he's moving, he's getting outside the pocket. I know we haven't got the ball in the end zone, but we have 11 scoring drives. I think the past two games, Mike. So, look, it's all you can ask for. If, if we have, if we have five of those are touchdowns, Jet fans are feeling great right now about Zach. You know, but instead we kick a lot of field goals, and we got to figure that out. But we're still moving the ball. The defense is still getting us into advantageous positions where we're putting points up. So I think that's going to continue for the Giants, Mike. I think if I got to predict the score, like I said, I think the Giants are going to play well. If we keep our trend of horrible first halves going especially Mike this could be a long day for us I think the Giants may be better than people think Jets are going to win the game I think we're going to at least put up 21 points I don't see the Giants being able to score a lot so I think 24-14 Jets Mike I can see that as a realistic outcome for this one yeah I think so I think uh, going into the half it'll probably be 10-3 Giants and then at the second half uh, <laughs> we'll end up uh, either 20-10 to or 24 to 14, 24 to 13 or something, something like that. Uh, at the end, I think they'll shut him out and then score a few times and it'll, it'll be something like that. And Jet fans, we got Sauce. Looks like he's coming back. DJ Reed's coming back. Titman, I don't think he's going to play. So keep an eye on that with the offensive line. The Giants offensive line is pretty savage. Mike Barkley hurt his elbow. Now, I think he's playing, but that's something to keep an eye on because we know he's the guy. Oh, he's Mr. Glass. All he does is get hurt all the time. But Jones is out. Dexter Lawrence did not practice yesterday or today, Mike. So Dexter Lawrence, I mean, if he doesn't play, that, that's a match. Like, that's not having a cue in the middle, you know. So I, I got an interesting question for you because I've been hearing, you know, they've been going player by player, comparing the, the rosters and the Jets and everything I've heard are better across the board. But the one place that they have interesting dialogue is who's better, Brees Hall or Barkley? Well, I don't know if right now there's really – I think Brees Hall is a better running back right now than Saquon Barkley. I mean – Obviously, statistically, he is. If you look at the yards per carry, I think Brees Hall is 6.6 .6 or something insane that you don't even seek. Like, something you just haven't mad at is where he's at. And then, Mike, remember last year when he got hurt and went out? He was at, like, 5.8 a carry. Like, elite, top of the NFL historical elite yards per carry. That's where Brees Hall is right now. And Saquon was great like that. But Saquon also got a lot of volume. And I think right now he's averaging less than four yards a carry. I mean, Saquon's as good as a guest, don't get me wrong. I just think right now, if you're taking one or the other, I'm taking Brees Hall all day. So Rich Samini was talking with the giant beat writer, and I forgot his name. You know who he is. He, he's on the WFAN. And anyway, they were going back at it, and basically where they landed was the, the giant beat writer said, yeah, Brees Hall is the better home run hitter. He's the more efficient, you know, hit hit the thing 25 30 yards and and but he said that he thinks Barkley was better as a receiver and like an overall like you know you know every down type of running back they both disagreed because Rich Samini picked Brees and the other guy picked Barkley I yeah. thought it was interesting they were going both <laughs> they agreed on almost everything else the other one was defensive line when they were talking about Dexter and Q that was the other one that they were going back, going back and forth on. But yeah, Barkley Hall, that was a that's that a good debate. dialogue. Because you know Saquon had the pedigree there for a while, then got hurt, had some injury concerns. I don't know how you could really pick him right now over Brees Hall unless you're just 
not being subjective, but I understand. Look, he's a giant pizza rider. I get it. And it's not like he's like a scrub. It's Saquon Barkley. You know, Saquon, Saquon's special, man. And he is a great receiver. I think with Brees Hall, I mean, remember when he was coming in out of the draft, one of the things they talked about how good a receiver he is? We haven't yeah. really utilized, we haven't utilized that really that much if you, if you look. I mean, they throw it to him sometimes. The game last year versus Green Bay had 100 yards receiving. I mean, Brees Hall can get it done on the backfield receiving too. Maybe maybe Saquon's a little better blocker. Um, but on a, on a yards per, I mean, the point is, when you give a guy a ball 20 times, how often is that guy getting you four, five, six yards? I want the guy getting me almost seven yards, as opposed to the guy only getting me four. But I get what he's saying. But both tremendous players and a tremendous comparison between the best guys. I think Quan will probably have a rough weekend against the Jets this weekend, though. Because with Tyrod Taylor in there, it makes it hard for him to run the ball because that field shortens up with Tyrod out there. They're not really bombing the ball down the field. Super efficient, but he's the check down master. You know, so... Um, long day for Saquon if he plays. I think Jets are going to win. I think Mike agrees. Jets are going to take a W. Mike, I think we covered everything we got to get to for this week, right? One other thing I want to mention. Oh, what's up? You know, the Dolphins and the Jets both played the Eagles and the Bills. Yes. Zach Wilson versus the Bills and the Eagles is 2-0. and He was 33 for 54, 61% completion percentage. He had threw for 326 yards. One touchdown and one interception. Zach. Yeah. Tua Tonga Vailoa against the same competition. 0 and 2. 48 for 68, so 72%, about 10% higher completion percentage. 498 yards, so he threw about 100 yards more than Zach. Yeah. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. With the greatest offense in the history of the planet Earth, apparently, according to everyone. You know? I mean, look, Tua, I'll say this, Tua probably is, new. I know you're a Tua hater, Mike. He's probably better than people <laughs> thought he would be, and he's doing a good job, don't get me wrong, and he's a champ. But when your offense and your statistics are predicated on you throwing the ball right around the line of scrimmage all of the time, and then someone else goes and makes a play, it doesn't mean you're a great quarterback. Yes, it sir. means you're great. He's a great quarterback for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins. What they do, and that's all he needs to be. I'm, I, I, I get it. But, I mean, take a step back from the Dolphins, you're like, oh, wait a minute. If, if Tua got put on a different team, they have to change the whole offense for him. Because he can't throw the ball down the field. I mean, I'm to, to a lesser extent, I think Brock Purdy's similar, Mike, where they do the same thing on the Niners. Kind of game man. And he, he's only played, you know, 15 games, Brock Purdy. He's, he's very efficient. But you saw the last couple weeks, not that great games for Brock Purdy, Mike. Teams are kind of catching up with him same type of way. And you remember my prediction about Sam. Yes. Don't get Sam in there, son. Don't get young Samuel, who's been waiting. Perfect opportunity. And I'm rooting for, yo, I would root for young Sam over there. Would definitely no hatred. No beef with him. I had no, look, I don't, the only guy I ever left the Jets that like I was just struggled with was Jamal Adams. Just with the childish way he exited. Everyone else, Gino, whoever leaves the Jets, like as long as you're not playing the Jets, rock out. You know, if I ever rooted for you, man, I got no problem with you. I think most Jet fans are the same way. Besides, besides Jamal Adams, who I would never wish injury upon, but I do hope your career is just a complete mess the rest of the way here. Uh, <laughs> but Mike, I think we got to everything else, right? If anyone does want to get at us in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Well, we're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on X at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. Cool. You heard the man. On behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, my name's Keith Farrell. Good afternoon next week, everybody. Peace out.